the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a lovely uh, Tuesday morning. I'm telling you what, there's so many evening activities going on between uh, Christmas parties and get-togethers and uh, and candidate forums. And uh, I, I got to thinking last night, it was Friday as I was driving home, and uh, someone said, no, it's Monday. So uh, that's uh, I think it's going to look like that for the next two weeks. But I uh, hope you have something. I uh, hope you have uh, at least one good party to go to uh, during the holidays and get together with folks. And um, so last night, last night was uh, really good at the at uh, five twenty one Guadalupe Street at the community center there. We had uh, an amazing presentation from Seth Keschel, and uh, we also got to hear from a bunch of candidates. In fact, we had two candidates in there for lieutenant governor. We had a candidate for Senate District 24. We had a candidate for House District uh, uh, 53 and a candidate for House District 19, both of those in this uh listening area and um I, i'm telling you what an opportunity oh yeah land commissioner a couple of kerr county um, commissioners so last night in one place you could have heard a lot of really good voices and had a chance to meet some of your alternate choices in other words not the incumbents uh the incumbents listen it's been a practice for years incumbents uh, just don't go out to uh, candidate forums, they just don't, most of them don't feel like they need to, they don't want to, they have their incumbency and they know the power of incumbency. So they um, they uh, run their campaigns out of the basement. And uh, you got 61 days until the primary voting starts. If you were at that event last night, hopefully you got a handle on someone that you would uh, like to support um, in this uh, primary coming up on starting um, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Early voting starts. Now I'm a big proponent of voting on Election Day. Um, But uh, if you're running a campaign or if you're working for a candidate, you got 61 days until people are going to start walking in and voting. So... This is um it's time to get engaged. Um I'm sure if you're if today is the first day you've ever listened to the Matt Long show, um you'll figure out pretty quick that I'm not happy with hardly any of the incumbents in the Texas House and the Texas Senate. Um they your Texas government, your Texas servants who you hired to protect your constitutional rights, because remember, that is the the purpose of government. The purpose of government is to protect you, not to protect you from storms or 
or or disease or or evildoers. It's to protect your rights. That's why we form government, is to protect our God-given, our natural, and dare I say it, human rights. You know, that's one of those terms that got hijacked, human rights, and turned into uh, all kinds of craziness. So uh, we call them natural rights and um, God-given rights. And every now and then I toss human rights in there because I really believe they are human rights, that uh, you have the right to assemble with whom you wish under whatever conditions you wish, right? Just as simple, just as, simple as that. If you need one reason, and I can give you 17, but if you need one reason to, to, to tell your friends about why Governor Abbott needs to be replaced, it's as simple as this. Governor Abbott decided about a year and a half ago that um, that it just wasn't going to be okay for people to exercise their First Amendment rights. He just said, nope, <clears throat> can't do that. You, um, We cannot gather in crowds of more than whatever he said, 10, 20, 30, 50. And then, not only that, but city councils and county commissioners who also swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, even though they roll their eyes when you mention the Constitution. We do. We have a uh, Fredericksburg City Council member that um, they just get all freaked out when they mention when we mention the Constitution, and uh, they roll their eyes. Oh yeah, back to that Constitution thing. That's how seriously, or not seriously. Our local elected officials take your constitution. Um, it should be a matter of public record. Um, as many of these people are running around trying to get you to vote for them again, the incumbents, it uh, it should be very, very simple. They should be able to point you to a date or a time or a speech or an article in the newspaper or an interview on the radio or the television where they where they said. Folks, this is wrong. The Texas government cannot shut you down. The Texas cover- government cannot close your beaches down. The Texas government cannot tell you which businesses to open and which businesses are closed. If they come around and they're wanting your vote again, if they're an, an incumbent, you need to ask them, when did they go on the public record um, about that? And if they kept silent, if they said, yeah, you know, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to make a ruckus. There were a lot of people getting sick, and you know we gotta we gotta take care of our uh, uh, elderly, and we gotta do yes, all those things are true, but you don't take away your natural rights, your God-given rights, because of a bunch of people got sick. Your incumbents should have been standing vocally fighting for that. Your incumbents should have a matter of public record they ought to be able to say yeah are you kidding i i uh, i had that article in the kerrville times where i called out the governor and the speaker of the house and i have a speech on the floor i gave and and here's a link to it and i spoke out on so-and-so's radio program about how this overreach of power and i did everything i could to keep your rights but very, very few of them did. Very few, almost no incumbents. And so that's why there's a lot of us in the grassroots that are basically saying it's time 
for the incumbents to go. They proved their worthlessness last year. They proved their worthlessness last year. Give get a little bit of a um, a um, so give you a little bit of a Ben Franklin. I think I'm about to go out on a commercial, but uh, I'm I'm being abandoned here. They're all walking out, and like Lorraine says, I can't push those buttons. I don't know which buttons to push. Um, so the button pusher sat back down, and uh, we're gonna take a short break, and uh, let's see what I've got here. Um, Oh, uh, here's a good one. Wish not so much to live long as to live well. Huh. Ben says it's better to wish to live well than to live long. Ben, thank you. Appreciate that, folks. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. By the way, we we uh, I take these uh, programs every day. You can uh, find them on hillcountrypatriot.com. You can listen live there. No matter where you are in the world or in the country, you can listen to this program live. Um, I think maybe in North Korea, and uh, they might not let you listen to it in North Korea. But uh, probably pretty much the rest of the world, you can listen to us live at Hill Country Patriot. Of course, take into account the uh, time zone change because uh, I won't be on the air at 9 o'clock in, in the morning in London. Um, it'll be a different time. It'll be about uh, 3 o'clock, I believe, in the afternoon in London. But you can listen live. Also, if you missed a part of the program, if you're... If your mother-in-law called uh, during the show and you had to, to miss a part of the, the story and you were just waiting to hear the end, well, you can go back that very same day, and it's right there on Hill Country Patriot. And they stay up on Hill Country Patriot for about a week. I think they keep a week's worth of programming up there. So you can go back and listen to Harley or Lorraine or our locally produced programs for about a week at Hill Country Patriot. Now, what I do when I get home every day is I uh, uh, pull them off of uh, Hill Country Patriot. I, I get myself a copy, and you could do that too if you wanted to keep one of these programs. And uh, so you can um, pull that off, and I do that. I pull it off. I I take out the uh, weather and the news and and, uh, and and clean them up a little bit, and then I post them onto Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and uh, Radio Public Breaker Pocket Casts Anchor, and I think I'm out there even on one more now. I think I got added somewhere. But uh, most people listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and so you can go back. One of the things that's really helped my traffic, in fact, you may not know this, but uh, about three weeks ago there was a great COVID summit, quite a few doctors uh came and uh to tyler texas that event was recorded i then took the uh recording the entire event of all the doctors that spoke and i broke them up into single files per doctor and so those are posted also on the matt long show and uh you can find those uh spotify google podcasts and i appreciate all the people who've been going there to uh share with your friends what some of these 
COVID doctors um, are saying who are not, um, they, they don't worship at the altar of, uh, of Fauci. And uh, so they have different opinions than uh, Fauci. And so there's some really good recordings there, and you can find those. Just do a search for The Matt Long Show and uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And uh, listen, if you don't know what a podcast is, hand your uh, phone to one of the grandkids. It's probably in the room. And uh, tell them to uh, find podcasts, and uh, they'll do that. They're just, uh, it's nothing fancy. It's uh, not that, uh, you know, not that pod uh, pod people movie, uh, the body snatchers. They had pod people in there. This is not the same. These are just recordings. Uh, it's just that they're not on cassettes anymore, and uh, we put them on to podcasts. So um, go check it out. You might be, you might have some fun with some podcasts. There's a, good, a lot of good ones out there, and uh, I listen to a few, and and enjoy them myself. So we were back to talking about candidates. <clears throat> but before I go that, there's a quick story on the border. And uh, let's see if I have lost that story. But uh, from memory, basically, there was a a chase going on down near the border a couple of days ago. A 19-year-old, uh, 18 or 19-year-old Texas boy um, decided he could make some money uh, trafficking in human beings. Um, you know, they're advertising now on Facebook and different places that if you want to, uh, you know, help, uh, if you want to help uh, illegal aliens uh, get into the country, you can get paid to do that. And so, uh, unfortunately, a young man got caught up in that, had six or seven illegals aliens um in his uh, vehicle ran through a stop sign uh stoplight t-boned a vehicle and killed an innocent woman and her mother and uh until we get a hold of the border until we get a handle on that these kinds of things are going to continue to happen and uh is it going to be someone in your family I let's hope and pray that it is not. Um, so Lieutenant Governor Race is really heating up. The uh, deadline for filing was yesterday, and uh, interesting list of people running against uh, Dan Patrick. And uh, listen, I was a big Dan Patrick guy when he first ran, um, and supported him when he first ran, and. Uh, was proud to have voted for him and felt like we had a pretty good uh, grassroots connection in the Capitol. In fact, the first couple of years that uh, Mr. Patrick uh, was in office, he kept regular meetings with many of his grassroots conservatives and Tea Party friends who helped him get elected. And then those meetings uh, eventually just kind of slowly faded out and went away. And like nearly all of our elected officials, once they've been in there for more than a session or two, they end up um, they end up uh, buying into the system. They end up corrupt, and uh, and I'm not um, and I use that word corrupt not in breaking the law, but in corrupt to the principles that you voted for them, and they corrupted those principles and uh, are no longer paying attention to them because to go to Austin or D.C. and keep your principles 
<clears throat> to go to Austin and or Washington and keep your principles, it's a different, that's a difficult thing. In fact, um, it, it just, we've seen that now in uh, Ted Cruz. And as big a fan of Ted's as I was, it, it's time for Ted to come home and another good uh, person to run for Senate. It's uh, time for Patrick to go back to whatever it was he was doing before he ran for lieutenant governor and all the other offices he has served in. It's uh, it's time for some of these citizens to go back into the citizen world. And um, Tracy Bradford is one of the uh, 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 candidates for lieutenant governor. Uh, She was at this event last night. Uh, Very impressive, Tracy. Daniel Miller is another one. And I'm doing these in alphabetical order, so as uh, no one will get mad at me. Um, So we got Bradford, Daniel Miller, Aaron Sorrells. Uh, Aaron was uh, also there last night. I'm very impressed with Aaron. It's uh, going to be tough for me to choose between Aaron and Tracy Bradford, but that's where I am right now. Uh, Another name that I have not heard of who is running for lieutenant governor, a fellow by the name of Todd Bullis. Um, and uh, I'm sure by, uh, uh, Todd Bullis probably has a website. That's B-U-L-L-I-S if you want to go look at those options. Uh, Zach Vance uh, has an R by his name, but uh, when you read his uh, statement, um, he's, he's not an R, okay, um, because he's missed, he's not paying any attention because he actually believes that both the Republicans and the Democrats care about Texas and our country. I would have agreed with him uh, 20 years ago, maybe even, I don't know, maybe even 10 years ago, I would have agreed with him. But I, I can't anymore because the uh, Democrats have gone off the rail on the socialist end of the aspect And the Republicans, I don't even think they know what they're doing in Austin. They are certainly not cohesive when it comes to any kind of principles that are, that, that stand. A principle is supposed to be good from, you know, today and tomorrow and yesterday, right? Principles don't change with time or with circumstances. And, uh, so, I'm I'm not convinced that the uh, Republicans are operating on principle anymore. That's why we got to replace the incumbents. That's why we need a turnover. That is why you have so many good challengers in almost every race, in every statewide race. We have some great challengers. Uh, land commissioner. Last night we had uh, Weston Martinez was there, and he's a cut up. He's funny. Someone, uh, someone, and I, and I like Weston. We have gotten to be pretty good friends over the last couple of years, and and uh, it, he's a nice guy. Someone a couple of weeks ago said, you know, I, that Weston Martinez, I, I, I may be interested in voting for him, but he's kind of weird. And uh, I have to say, yep, he is kind of weird, but it's weird in a good way. I'm weird, right? And, uh, and, and so, uh, Trey, uh, 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 Martinez, Mr. Martinez is, uh, uh Weston is, uh, going to be a good, um, a good candidate. And, uh, and I think you would enjoy getting to know him. 
Uh, folks, we got Pastor Greg coming on the line today here in just a couple of minutes. We are um, we're going to talk January 6th. So uh, no telling what's going to come out of our mouths. And uh, if we need to hire lawyers by the end of the day, so be it. Folks, y'all stay tuned for Pastor Greg. We'll be right back. Great to have you with me. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, I'm very excited to welcome to the program, as we do each and every Tuesday, the Hill Country of Texas and Hill Country Patriot Radio's own Matt Long and the Matt Long Show. Matt, welcome. Good to have you, brother. Thank you, sir. Always great to be here with you on our... It's a crossover show. We're on each other's programs every Tuesday, and I really enjoy these. It's great fun. It's great fun. Well, listen, so today uh, we, we want to talk about what's going on. I've been talking about this uh, yesterday. I talked about it quite a bit. As a matter of fact, bottom of our number two in particular, Nina May will be with us, and she was there on January 6th, and we're going to talk about January 6th. Uh, if you have not seen Tucker Carlson's three-part series, Patriot Purge, I encourage you to check that out. But I also want to encourage you that if you have, uh, if you've not, uh, seen the movie Patriot, I'm sorry, not Patriot, uh, Capital Punishment, C-A-P-I-T-O-L, Capital Punishment, the movie. And this is, uh, Nick Searcy's movie. Matt, I'm telling you, the interviews that are in there, and Nina May is one of those interviews. Evan Sayet is in there as well, uh, who comes on my show, uh, you know, quite, quite often. Uh, what happened to these folks on January 6th, and in particular, the murder of Ashley Babbitt, and I wrote in a blog on my page, about January 6th, about what's happening to these people, how they were held. Dr. Simone of Frontline Doctors was held for four days in a four-by-six concrete cell, no phone calls, no contact with an attorney, uh, you know, a terrible a, a gentleman that I met in, uh, in Washington, D.C., who's from here in Texas, uh, Cowboys for Trump the guy that heads Cowboys for Trump, they smeared him. I mean, they smeared his name and his reputation and what have you because, of course, he, he's fighting this, but they did the same thing. Nine days is what he spent in one of those horrific concrete cells. Uh, they had Ashley Babbitt's husband was on there talking about what, took place and they showed video they they showed video from people who were there that shared their videos with Nick of what actually took place there and and folks this is this is horrific but what i wrote is this we had remember starting with bill clinton we had ruby ridge where they killed sammy weaver a 14 year old boy who went out because they shot his dog and killed his dog, okay? Then they shot his wife while she was holding 
their 10-month-old baby through a door. Then, in addition to that, we had the situation in Waco. 76 people burned alive Mm. in Waco, Texas, 24 of which were children. Then we had the Bundy Ranch standoff and then the Maller Wildlife Preserve where they murdered Lavoie Finnegan. Folks, lest we forget, and and this is not an anti-government speech, but this is an anti-communist, anti-socialist, anti-you-can't-keep-taking-over-our-country-and-get-away-with-it. That's what I'm talking about, Matt. Our rights come from God. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I just, you know, and and we were talking about this last night, and each one of these stories as they broke, and I remember them, and I remember my first reaction and the reaction of most of the country, all right, most of the country. Now, there were some people who knew what was going on then and were trying to warn us, but, you know, we just looked at those as individual events um, we all have uh, crazy friends. I know I do, and I know you do have some nutball friends. And we look at these, I looked at these individually as, yeah, there goes another nutball out in the woods, uh, you know, in his uh, cabin. And when you start over the long time putting these all together, it is it is becoming so clear that we have, we have within our government, within the bureaucracies, and these are not elected people, um, folks who, we have people who really want to run this country from their bureaucracy, and they're going to take whatever their power they have to undermine anyone that's standing against them. And I just didn't, I wasn't buying into this. And um, I think now that the and and of course now I do now I do <laughs> the pattern is there so I'm slow all right you know go ahead shoot me I'm slow but we now <laughs> everything everything is uh, this January sixth is unraveling um, and without naming names I know several people personally um, who uh, if it, just two that I know really well that have already dealt this, who were innocently up at uh, uh, up in uh, D.C. on January 6th. And, and I've heard these stories firsthand, and I can't tell the stories yet. Um, and then if you, go, if, you, if you put me one person removed, I know a dozen other stories of a friend of a friend who was there, and they've gotten the phone call, they've gotten the knock on their door at 5 in the morning. And uh, it, they are still knocking on people's doors, Pastor Greg. Um, a, a friend of mine who, um, yes, a, a friend of mine three weeks ago, whose door was knocked on at five in the morning, and she was uh, removed from her home. And her only issue was that she went to she went to Washington D.C. on January sixth. She didn't go in the building. She. I'm telling you, this is insanity, what's going on around the January 6th. Well, and, and let me let me uh, say a couple of things to what you uh, had just shared there, man. Number one, I, now I, I, would, I would caution about, um, you know, uh, relative to qualifying, I guess, innocently. Look, let, let's, be, let's be 
blunt on this. And when you watch Circe, you'll see it. There were two, probably two and a half million people that were there. There were maybe 50 or 60 at the most that were the instigators. And you can see them, guys like John Sullivan, guys like uh, Epps, uh, you know, a number of, of and, and these were provocateurs that were in there. And Circe's people caught them on video, changing clothes, uh, then, you know, using just horrific language and ranting because they were being caught, okay? They were being caught by the crowd. They were being pointed out. Uh, uh, there were in, in interviews there where people went up to the FBI and said, hey, these guys are instigating a problem. And the FBI went, oh, you know, yeah, we're good. We don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to hear it. So I would, I would suggest that we don't give them the ability necessarily to to what I'm trying to say is is we need to paint the picture that these are just these are patriots patriots mm. were there okay yes and this is our capital it belongs to the people that's number one number two your position that you had questioning you know thinking hey these guys are a little nutty you felt I know you've thought that about me on on a couple of different things that you and I've talked about where you thought up oh, there goes Pastor Greg he's a <laughs> little bit off the rocker today. He's got uh -huh. a little bit off of his rock. But in each of those cases, and this isn't this isn't me gloating in any way, but in each of those cases, you've come to the place of saying, you know what? You're right. And and here's my point. My point is, Matt, you are a you, you represent a large percentage of God-fearing, good, patriot Americans who hold to the idea that most of the people out here have got to be good people. It, people can't be this bad. There mm. can't be this kind of absolute evil. This, this, it's just, it, it's unfathomable. Mm. Okay? And that's the issue. The issue is, is that unfathomable issue that evil is present and if we had preachers in the churches actually preaching the truth about the gospel then they would be saying that because guess what the nature of man is inherently evil mm. hello yeah that's what sin is we we've we've dressed sin up like a pig and put lipstick on it and said eh, it's not that bad it's just a little sin mm. no folks sin is wicked it's evil it's death. It wants to destroy your life. Mm. And people who submit and give themselves over to it and are the provocateurs of sin, they are evil. Mm. And there's no other way to label them. You know, I think it's real important uh, uh, in, in discernment is real important for patriots um, and, and as well as for God-fearing people, which hopefully is one and the same. But discernment is, is is very very important, and um, we had a a situation last night where there were a number of people here in Kerrville that were going to go to the hospital uh, late last night in kind of a silent protest as to uh, a local story that's going on here, and uh, I I warned the uh, very gently, but before we uh, dismissed and uh, folks were going to the hospital, I said. Folks, be on your best behavior. Um, pray more than protest. 
and and use some discernment. And uh, the one of the things I think on January sixth was that there was so many people caught up in the emotion of 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 an election that we now know was uh, completely rigged. And if you watch Seth Keschel last night, what an amazing presentation he gave up gave on basically proving that the our elections were rigged. And so back to my line. These these were people who went to went to uh, January sixth, went to Washington D.C., and I hate to say it, but some of them did not use their discernment. And whether I do, I do completely believe that there were provocateurs in the crowd that were either both Antifa and federal government, either FBI or some uh, alphabet soup letters, um, but that were guiding people in and i think there were a lot of folks tied up in their emotions who abandoned their discernment and went along with the crowd and that is something that as christians and patriots we need to keep that discernment is something that is very very important and i think that's something and i think we should talk more about that i know we're out of time right now but i I agree i agree that we need more discernment i think that the other part to this, too, though, is we can't go too far over because people like Dr. Simone, I mean, they were funneled. Once they got into the channel, she was headed to the stage where she was supposed to speak. Mm. She was diverted by security and funneled in, and they pushed them right. in, into the Capitol. They didn't have it. It wasn't emotions. It was they were pushed into the Capitol, mm-hmm. and there she was in the Capitol. So, in those instances, the, I mean, yes, was it a setup? Yes, it was a setup. It was, it was all those things. But then I would argue back and say, however, it is our house, mm-hmm. and the nonsense that was said by certain representatives that they were in danger, that somebody was going to hurt them, that all this other stuff hurt them with what? Right. They had no weapons. There were no guns. What exactly was it they were going to hurt? No, they, they wanted to come in and they wanted to tell you, hey, we know this election was rigged. You've got the opportunity to give 10 days for this to be investigated and send it back to the states for them to look at again. Mm-hmm. And you need to do that. Right. You just need to do that. You need to say, you know what? There's enough evidence here to support the fact that we should think about this before we just put a stamp of approval on it. Let's take the 10 days that we've got, send it back to the states, and let's really get it investigated before we make this foolish decision and look where our nation is today and i know we're way over time so i've got to jump but bless you my dear friend matt god bless the hill country and merry christmas everyone merry christmas pastor greg Thank you so much for staying tuned and uh, 
Another good visit with uh, Pastor Greg. Uh, we uh, got to visiting last night about January 6th, and there were so many different directions we could go. And, and you know, I don't deal with a lot of national issues, and um, and but that is my opportunity on Tuesdays to talk about some of these things. And I think um, there's a little bit of everything in there that Pastor Greg and I talked about, whether it was discernment, whether it was getting funneled in, whether it was a setup, whether emotions were involved. I think there's pieces of all of that, what happened on January 6th. I do believe that the, uh, the, the story that the federal government is trying to push out, doing their best to push out, I, I may be, I don't know, I may be naive, but there's a part of me that just thinks this story is actually really going to come out. The truth of this story is actually going to come out. And so I, I hope and pray it is soon um, because I know people, we know people caught up in that whose lives are on hold right now because of that. And um, so that's... Um, I hope this all comes out, and I may just be naive. Every time I put my hope into the truth eventually being revealed, it's uh, it's kind of shattered and blown out. Um, but uh, I'm going to hope on this one for a little while longer. You know, we've uh, been reading the Advent, and uh, every day I've been I've basically talked myself into a up against the clock, and so we have fallen behind, or I have fallen behind. So I'm going to get uh, try to get us caught up to. Uh, days 12 13 and 14 but leading up to that what is advent advent in this case the book i'm using advent is about the it's the story of the advent of the coming our uh, pastor our preacher at uh, bridge church talked about this the last couple of weeks pastor jimmy and, and uh he said the word advent and and if you don't know what it means it means the coming the announcement the uh, upcoming, uh, the bringing in and the coming in. And so the uh, Advent is the story, the way I'm doing it is it's the story of the birth of Christ broken down into little little chunks so that you can spend a little more time on each chunk. Um, yesterday I was reading Day 11, which was about the distance and the elevation and listen, I was as surprised as as many of you were that when we started reading this, how far away and how steep the climb and the, the descent and the ups and the downs and how many miles that Mary and Joseph traveled and Mary nine months pregnant and on a donkey and um, it, it just, those numbers never made, I'd never heard those numbers before. And so hopefully in the reading of this Advent that we're, uh, I'm learning new things. Hopefully you're learning something new. So day 12 is called Bethlehem. And uh, at the time of the Advent story, Bethlehem was just a tiny town with a population of only about 2,500. During major Jewish festivals and celebrations, it served as a kind of extension of the capital, Jerusalem since it was only five miles away. Now, remember, it wasn't a flat, comfortable five miles. The walk from Jerusalem to Bethlehem was more of a narrow path, uh, a hiking trail, if you will. When they finally entered the town, they found a rural setting that was more famous as a home for sheep herders than anything else. Bethlehem was where the money-grubbing priests kept most of the sacrificial sheep 
They were grooming for sale at the temple. Huge herds grazed in the fields outside Bethlehem and were the number one boost for the local economy. So what does all this say about Bethlehem? It was hard to get to very rural. Let's see, it was hard to get to very rural, tiny, and smelly. (laughs) Then why did God pick Bethlehem as his son's birthplace? You would think that he would select Jerusalem, the kingly city for the king of kings. But not so with God. He picked the town nobody was thinking about, the one that was not on anybody's must-see list. Do you sometimes feel around other people as Bethlehem appeared among the cities and towns of Palestine? Nothing special, not pretty or handsome, clothes not as nice, living in the rundown part of town, poor, lower class, and not many friends? You see, in Jesus' day, nobody really dreamed about visiting Bethlehem, but since the advent, no world traveler would think of visiting that part of the world and not stopping in Bethlehem. The advent changed it all for that little town, and it came, and it can do, the same for you, too. You just have to do what Bethlehem did. What was it, you ask? Bethlehem cooperated and went along with God's plan. How? It didn't fight the plan. It allowed itself to be used by God. If you haven't already done that, then you can follow Bethlehem's lead right now. Just submit yourself to God and ask him to take charge. And if you've already done that, then thank God for receiving you into his kingdom. Day 13 is called the N. Um, by the way, I rewatched uh, the uh, Chosen, the Christmas special of the Chosen. We saw it in the theater a week ago and then watched it again on Sunday night. Um, just did a great job. Really appreciated that. But uh, the N, um, it was interesting, their their twist on the N. says, when you think of staying in a cheap motel, what, what comes to mind? What is your worst motel memory? Ooh, my wife could tell you one of those. Uh, that's not in the book. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I'll have to tell that. Actually, we need to get my wife in here to tell that story. I did take her to about the worst motel probably in the state of Texas. Um, but, hey, it was $49, and we just needed a place to stay. All right, um, let's get back to day 13. What do you, when you think of staying in a cheap motel, what comes to mind? What is your worst motel memory? Now, compare that with a small rock building, a dirt floor, no air conditioning or heating, no indoor plumbing, only an outhouse for a bathroom, no electricity and no food. Yuck. Are you ready for that overnighter? The ends of Jesus' day were a far cry from even the cheapest of motels in America these days, but Mary and Joseph were content with so little that the yuck inn described above was going to be just fine for them and their baby think about it they were so satisfied with each other and with god's plan that even the yuck in would score a three-star rating what a lesson on gratitude are you content like the holy family was are you able to endure situations that fall far below your expectations even beneath the expectations of others Are you able to focus on God's plan for your life so clearly that life's shortcomings seem insignificant? That was their secret. All that mattered was being together in the middle of God's will, the advent, 
The same can be true for today. So we go to day 14, and of course, you know what happens here. They go to the inn, and the, there was no room in the inn, no vacancy. Day 14 of the Advent, written by my good friend Mike Sublet. Have you ever stopped at a motel to get a last-minute room, only to discover that they had forgotten to turn on the no vacancy sign when they rented out their last room? Frustrating, wasn't it? Why? Well, today we expect the courtesy of a lighted sign on the outside of the building so that we not only don't have to get out of our car, but so that we don't even have to slow down at the motel. But that wasn't the case at the Advent. Joseph entered the poorly lit rock room full of hopes. It never crossed his mind that so many others would be visiting Bethlehem for the same reason they were, the Roman census. All of his hopes to at least provide a decent room for Mary, were shattered with three words, sorry, no room. How in the world could anyone turn down the opportunity to host the birth of the greatest person who ever lived, the only begotten Son of God? But at that time, the inn owner didn't know that, did he? He simply said what he had to say, no room. Have you ever said those words to God? Have you ever told him that you'd didn't have any room for him in your life? Have you ever evicted God's spirit for a day or even an hour just so that you could once again be in charge of your life? Kind of silly that anyone would think that they could do a better job as CEO of their life than God himself, isn't it? Maybe you need God's help to resist the temptation to ever steal that role again. Think about it. Um... Yeah, that story brought together, you know, it made me, it reminded me of two horrible nightmare hotel rooms. My wife, 21 years ago today, 21 years ago today, um, we were, um, we knew we were headed out uh, into the boonies in uh, Central America, and my wife said, I want one nice room with a shower in the room before we head out into the boonies. <clears throat> It didn't quite work out that way. Our room had broken windows. I stacked a couple of bottles against the door in case someone tried to come in. And the shower was down the hall and you had to put some money in it. Y'all stay tuned tomorrow, folks. Um, 